0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Dismantling You podcast. I'm your host Lisa Pineda. How does infertility impact men? We don't always hear about the impact infertility has on men from an emotional and psychological view and I'm excited to have Keegan Prue, author of The IVF Dad, join me on a recent Instagram Live. So if you recently noticed a slowdown In podcasts this past month. It's because I've been working on my audiobook. I'm excited and pleased to announce finally, Effing Fertile Using Yoga, Meditation, and Breathwork to Conceive is now an audiobook. So you can listen to me reading it anywhere while you are driving or running errands or wherever you're at. Get your audio copy on my website. Stay tuned now for my conversation with Keegan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to my live speaker series. I'm Lisa Pineda. I'm so excited to be with you this afternoon. I've got Keegan Pru with me. He is the author of The IVF Dad. So if you are new to this, uh, I want you to know that you can ask a question anytime you'd like. You don't have to wait till the end of my conversation with Keegan to ask a question. So feel free to just type it in the comment box. I see that Keegan has joined me. I'm gonna get him on here live with me. So I see, hi Irene. Hi Solach, Uh, again, uh, let me know how you're feeling. Oh, there he is. Hi Keegan.
1: Hi Lisa, good to see you. I'm great great to to
0: see you. you, great to have you. Thank you so much for your willingness to do this with me today.
1: Of course, thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure, how are you?
1: doing well it's a dreary day uh, yes. here in New York but uh, it's kind of kind of welcome after a very dry summer so yeah
0: yeah exactly yes I, I feel you on that and I'm southwest of you so I, I understand completely. so yes. without further ado Keegan, I'd love for our audience to just get to know you a little bit closer. I know your journey but uh, before we dive into all the questions take us a step back and and tell us a little bit about you.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Well, I, uh, like I said, I'm currently in upstate New York, where I live with my family and dog. Uh, and uh, that's where I grew up to I grew up in upstate New York. And um, after that spent some time in Western New York and Boston and seven years in New York City, which is where my wife and I met before coming back upstate for, you know, the the house and the dog and the family, uh, and all of that, although we had a little bit of trouble with that last step of, of growing our family, of course, which is why we're here today. Um, but yeah, I, I have just uh, really enjoyed becoming a part of the community that uh, talks about fertility and infertility um, and giving a voice to to the male perspective, too, because it's, it's underrepresented, but I know there's so many uh, couples out there struggling. And, and in many of those couples, you know, you have a, a man and a woman. And I hope that this will help to some extent, um, not just uh, from help men sort of open up, but also help couples connect through infertility too, which can be so hard. So uh, yeah, I kind of am hoping to draw upon my professional life where I'm an educator. I was a uh, taught elementary school and was a, a school leader and, and now uh, more policy side stuff in education, but hope I kind of in a way that will help other people.
0: I love what you do. And especially the fact that you, you know, are stepping out and sharing your story because our community is, predominantly women let's you know let's make no mistake and it's great to hear the male perspective and to get um you know insight on to everything you're going through and and what you have gone through so what was the catalyst you're an author just like myself what was the catalyst obviously to write the IVF dad
1: well, you know, it really stemmed from what we were just talking about, you know, the fact that in, in our journey, I found so many resources that were by and for women, which is great. That's, that's a really good thing, and I don't want to take away from it. Um, but at the same time, I knew, and, and from talking to friends and other people I knew who were also going through infertility, a lot of times the, the men's perspective and supports for men are just not there in the same way. So, um, you know, as I started to do a little bit of writing, not intending to, for it to turn into a book, but just to kind of help process our experience, as I wrote more and more, I realized that we had, I had this really good story to tell, not just about how I kind of worked through the process as a man, but how my wife Olivia and I really came together through the process, communicated, supported each other. Um, and so as I wrote more, I, I thought, you know, maybe this could be something that could help other people uh, and, and provide that resource that I wish I had uh, when I was earlier on our journey.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's so brilliant. You know, uh, just stepping outside and sharing your story is going to help so many people going through the process. What was your wife's reaction to sharing the journey? Because, you know, sometimes with the spouse, it's difficult enough with the journey and then opening it up to the outside world.
1: Yeah, she was really supportive through the whole thing. Um, We'd also kind of had uh, some some time over the course of our four year family building journey to, to think about, you know, that was one of the conversations we had to have so many times was what are our boundaries? How, how much are we comfortable with being open around this? Um, and it, took some time, uh, it wasn't easy at first, was, of course, a lot of shame that I'm sure a lot of people can um, relate to around just coming to terms with, you know, first that it's it's going to be a little bit more difficult for us to build our family. Um, but then certainly to tell people to tell your loved ones to tell your friends, that's scary, too. But luckily, we had done a lot of that work and had had that chance to to see the benefits of opening up we had, you know, the, at earlier points in our journey, made a big kind of Facebook post, social media post to, to come out, so to speak about what we we're going going through, um, had you know had an article about our story in our local newspaper. And so we had seen the benefit of sharing, how, how people just came out with so much support and how we learned that we had family members and, and close friends who were going through the same thing and and it really helped us build that community of support which was so helpful. So she was really wonderful. She was really helpful. And Olivia of course was was the first uh, editor, you know, read through everything first before it went anywhere else. So
0: was she really wow that's that's awesome. amazing. I love hearing that. Yeah. There's power in numbers. What are your recommendations to get men and their partners to be more open? You know, it's not that often, you know, you're a handful out there that, you know, to just talk about their journey and share more about infertility and IVF in particular.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think communication is so key. And a a couple of tips I always uh, talk about, you know, first, I think that for for better or worse, you know, I I view this as an opportunity for men to learn from the women in their lives. You know, fortunately, we know there's a lot of messages out there that uh, men hear that it's, you know, not okay to share your feelings. It's not okay to talk about when you're upset, or you're struggling, or you need help. Um, and that, those are messages that we hear for a long time in our lives. And so it can be really hard to overcome those. So I think that's important context to think about for you and for your partner when you're when you're going through perhaps the early phases of, you know, understanding that maybe something is not working as we're trying to conceive, or certainly as you get into fertility treatment. Um, and so first, I think is just kind of recognizing that those messages are out there. Um, And then thinking through, okay, how can we then overcome those things that we've learned over our lives? And so I think the first one um, is it can be, you know, very intimidating for, for men to be put in a situation where it feels like you're having the big talk, so to speak. Or, you know, let's let me need to sit down and talk is something that can kind of provoke fear. So I think a couple of concrete tips that hopefully couples can use is. First, you know, I found it's really effective to do something active while you're going to have a conversation about how you're feeling. You know, it can be something uh, like going for a hike or, or going for a jog or going for a, or for a drive or a bike ride. Um, I think it can be easier for men to open up when you're doing something active. So think about how you can maybe use that uh, to connect. And then, you know, the second thing, and, and Olivia is so great at this, is just kind of start with easy open-ended questions like, how are you feeling? What do you mm-hmm. think about it? Uh, starting the process. It doesn't have to feel like this big chat, you have to kind of take that first step to open up. um, And then that can that can really help break down the barriers. And then I think from there, it's just really making a commitment from both, you know, both of you and your partner have to commit to have that conversation regularly, um, you know, and and find those times to chat and talk about how you're feeling, and really regularly check in, because you're going to have so. Well, hopefully you don't have as many downs as ups, but we, we know what the fertility journey like is, is like, right? There's often a lot of up and ups and downs, a lot of unexpected twists and turns, certainly. Um, our journey had many of those. And so you have to make that time to regularly connect and talk through what you're feeling. And it will hopefully get easier over time. And hopefully uh, other, other men out there will kind of learn and, and learn that it can be uh, a really beneficial thing to connect with your partner
0: so good so valuable love those tips so mental health is closely related to infertility and i'm sure the pandemic just you know opened it up even more what advice would you give to other men out there
1: yeah it's it's so important and certainly um you know infertility is one of the hardest things anybody will ever go through um or, or even just you know struggling to build a family that can be one of the hardest things truly that you go through in your entire life. So I think first, the biggest thing is to just step back and say, it's okay, if you're feeling really upset, uh, if you're grieving, if you are um, depressed, if you're anxious about things, those are all really normal things to feel when you're going through infertility. And um, because I, you know, I always try to provide some analogies of, of, that maybe are a little bit more uh, understandable for men like if you had uh, a friend come to you and say they've been you know working toward a particular promotion at work for months and months and months and they put in all this work and you know maybe their boss has said like yeah we'll, we'll you know consider you being in line for this and then they didn't get that promotion well how would you expect them to feel you expect them to feel Down, upset, angry about it. Maybe, Um, well, infertility. Like, take that and blow it up by ten. Right? You've you've probably considered your entire life that family building is going to be something that just happens. We hear this so often in the community, right? We uh, learn in our sex ed classes uh, everything you need to not do to get pregnant, uh, but we don't learn very much at all about what it actually takes to get pregnant and how Mm -hmm. those. not always go exactly to plan. And so I think it, it's truly something that rocks your world. So that's kind of the first step is I just encourage men to to think and say, you know, how am I feeling about this? If you're feeling angry, upset, uh, depressed, angry, that's normal, because this is a big, big thing in your life that you've probably looked forward to for a long time. And so from there, um, you know, that being kind of the first step, because again, as we talked about earlier, you know, men are are not always encouraged to be very open about their feelings. But if you can first kind of get in touch with those feelings and then from there start sharing them with your partner start start sharing them more with yourself you know some things that might be helpful i think for men is again anything that can that cannot feel quite so much pressure um so maybe just journaling or writing could help um just to help you kind of process what you're thinking and you, you don't have to show that to anybody you don't have to feel that pressure but it may give you that chance to just kind of externalize what you're feeling and express it a little bit better. And then from there, you can think about, okay, what are the things that I do in my life that make me feel better or that help me feel better? Is it um, going to the gym? Is it going to uh, other exercise classes? Is it meditation? Is it yoga? Is it, you know, what are all those things that you can put in place that really support you versus making you um, feel worse? So I think it's, it's that process of discussion that really help.
0: Yes, so valuable, so good. Why I know we talked about it but why is it so difficult for men to open up and talk about what they're going through you know you just you constantly hear that they're just not out there voicing their opinion enough and do you think social media has opened up this even more
1: Yeah I think it has a little bit but but it is hard and I and I do definitely notice um you know talking to some of the other uh, men out there who have infertility accounts and, and who are kind of working in the same space, it's still hard. Uh, and I think, you know, um, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to tell, right? There's all of those messages that men hear from, from going way back in their lives uh, about yeah. not being okay to share how you're feeling and so forth and, and not being okay to ask for help. Um, and I think those are really powerful. Um, unfortunately, they're really powerful messages just in the same way that we you know uh, you know, women in society feel, experience such powerful and damaging messages about their bodies and, um, and and things like that. It's, you know, men get the same for their emotions. And so I think one of the really difficult things about infertility treatment is that it really flips stereotypical roles on their head, you know, for the most mm-hmm. part men during fertility treatment, and certainly my experience was you're you're largely there to be an emotional support for yourself and your partner. Uh, but that's a role that society does not prepare men very well to play. Yep. Um and, and sort of in contrast, women are often having to go through some of the really intense physical things, you know, really intensive hormone therapies, surgeries for egg retrievals, or um, you know, for, for other types of just more invasive things to to help through treatment. And so You know women have to be incredibly physically strong um during fertility treatment and endure all these really difficult things and men have to take on that role you know in most cases of being the emotional support person so that's just not something we're well prepared for but i hope that men will take this you know and, and those who are listening will kind of take this as a learning opportunity you know that's there's there's nothing easy about fertility treatment but if you take the commitment to to sort of do that work figure out how you're feeling, communicate with your partner. Um, it is possible to grow through this adversity. Um, and it's not easy, of course, but uh, it's something that can be, you know, really helpful. And I think the other key thing is just to really think about how you can partner with your partner and and really um, support them in lots of different ways. You know, your, your partner, again, maybe... Uh, things like, um, you know, choosing to do more more exercise classes or, or different types of, um, of you know, physical things to, to help optimize her fertility. Um, she might be, you know, doing things around food choices and, and diet. Um, I really encourage men out there to do those things with your partner. Um, it has to be a partnership from the start uh, and views as an opportunity, right? You can maybe find some classes. Olivia and I went to yoga classes together during a lot of our infertility journey and it was really helpful you know we'd uh, not only did it just you know chill us out during a really intense time um, but it was something that we did together and it always felt like we we're doing this together um, or we'd find a really healthy recipe and say let's you know let's try this let's cook this this weekend we'll cook it together um, and it really made it made it feel like we're in this together which I think is so important.
0: Yeah totally I, I yeah so valuable all those tips you gave love hearing every one of them can you share why this is so important um you know to help other men who have little or no support
1: yeah absolutely i think any any little bit of support can be helpful and i think again there's there's just not a lot out there i've found for men although there's certainly some some people doing some really good work to to create those spaces for men to connect um, and, and share how they're feeling. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing we all know about uh, any sort of fertility struggle is it can feel so lonely. And I think it can feel even more lonely uh, for men partly because they don't maybe feel as comfortable sharing what they're feeling but it can also uh, feel like you don't really know where to turn because there's not necessarily uh you know a, a huge community of folks maybe on social media because you know I, I think one of the nice things about social media is it's easier to connect in a more anonymous way uh, which yeah. feels more comfortable for people and, and i think will definitely feel more comfortable for men so i always say you know if you're uh, a man out there in a couple or in, you just want to connect like send me a dm on instagram send you know go go and go and connect because the the biggest most important first step you can take is just connecting to reach out and get support and i totally get that it can feel uh, you know especially at the beginning of your journey it can feel like too much to do that from maybe family or close friends you're just not ready for that yet but that's one of the beauties of, of the time we live on live in is you can go out and find a community on On social media, who can at least be there as a listening ear because sometimes the most important thing you can do is is literally just reaching out you know i've I've gotten some really wonderful messages from from guys out there who have just said hey i'm at the the beginning of my journey. my wife and I are about to start i v f uh you know I'm overwhelmed by the amount of information um and and just being able to kind of say that and have an outlet really helps and and sometimes just sharing what we're feeling can can really be uh you know lift such a weight off of our
0: so absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that connection is first and foremost so important. So what advice would you give to others about how the stress can affect your marriage or relationship?
1: Yeah, right. It can be a huge strain. And and that goes for kind of any point in the, the fertility journey. Right. We've, we've heard so many times, you know, even if you're just kind of trying the old fashioned way, Uh, If you're somebody who's, you know, in the, in the fertility struggle community, you might know that after six, seven, eight months of just trying to do timed intercourse, um, that, you know, that's not fun anymore, (laughs) right? Like that's, that can really take away from one of the the parts of your relationship that's supposed to be just fun and enjoyable. Um, So it's important to, to remain connected. And I think the communication, setting communication from the start is so key. Um, But I think the, the other thing that's so important is to, to really think about, Um, you know, two things. First is just how can you, how can you maintain a level of connection and intimacy in a variety of ways, right? That, that doesn't always have to mean having sex, right? Because it can be very, you know, it can be hard when you're you're in the midst of doing timed intercourse, or if you're in the midst of an egg retrieval cycle or something like that. That that can be hard. But what are other ways that bring you connection? Is it literally just you know snuggling up on the couch at night and putting something on Netflix and holding hands, or, or you know, there there's so many other ways to maintain that intimacy that I think is so important. Um, to make sure you do. And then, like I said, the second is really make sure you're doing things together to, to feel that you are connected, that you're in this together. Um, for, for men, certainly make sure that you're taking the time to learn about the process, uh, to learn about different diagnoses and treatment options, um, so that you can be an active participant in conversations with your medical team, with, with other people, because that can really make it feel like, you know, you're in this together um, because that's that's just uh, so key is making sure that you're in this together. And you also have to be willing from the start to have some difficult conversations. You know, I think yeah. one conversation to have certainly if you're feeling like you're at that point in the journey where you may be struggling or may need some additional support in conceiving um, is just to talk with your partner about, you know, why did we want to do this in the beginning? You know, what what makes us want to become parents? What what makes me want to become um, you know, a parent with you? Because I think that's what's going to keep you sustained through your journey is just um knowing that you you got into this with a common purpose. You you saw something special in each other where you wanted to become parents and bring kids into your family. Um and so, you know, try to try to maintain that connection and make sure you have those conversations even when they're done.
0: So good. Love hearing all of that. Yes. Conversations, keep, keep it open and uh, adjust accordingly. (laughs) Now that you've shared your story and you created this amazing community, what does this feel like for you?
1: You know, the the best thing about it is it just makes it feel like uh, everything we went through is coming to, um, to help others. You know, it's, um, that was one of the biggest takeaways that we always have every time that we kind of shared more about our journey, whether it was that first time that we kind of stepped out and put something on social media that we were struggling, um, you know, when we were sharing with with family and friends about, you know, losses we had along the way uh, or or any kind of point there, just what always amazed us was the more we opened up, the more we shared about what we were going through, the more we found support, community, love, friendship, and just appreciated other people around us. Because um, like I said, we we found we had so many friends and family who'd been in our shoes before that we never knew about, um, but we were able to make these amazing connections and find people, you know, we would be walking around our neighborhood after we had a, an article in our newspaper come out about us and people stopped us in the streets and said, hey, you know, I went through this with, with my uh, wife 20 years ago and it just really meant a lot to see somebody who's open about it because it was really hush-hush back then as it is now it was almost nobody was talking about it right. then so it's just great to have this community and like I said the, the most meaningful thing is just hearing those notes those messages uh, those emails that I've, I've heard from people you know men and women out there who just said this book has provided hope it's provided a feeling like I'm less alone um, it's provided really good tips for me partner to to start knowing how to connect and knowing how to process these feelings. Um, Because I I do try to be, you know, as specific as possible and and give a lot of really concrete tips and strategies in the book around, here are the conversations you can have. Here are things, you know, as as the male partner, you might say or do that you think are supportive, but Mm -hmm. maybe actually don't actually feel supportive to your Mm -hmm. partner. That can be a big thing too is like we've all been there we've kind of made those mistakes uh and you know i had the the funny story where i became like totally convinced one day that if we just eliminated gluten from our kitchen like that was. big and and listen that's if if that's a something that works for you by all means go for it like that was not something that we needed to do so i i ran to the grocery store and got all these gluten-free things and olivia came and walked in, I hadn't told her any of this. And she just gave me this look like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, you know, we can look back on it now and laugh. But, um, you know, you'll, you'll make those mistakes along the way, but use them as learning opportunities, um, and, and use them as ways to, to get closer to your partner.
0: Certainly. and And there's something to be said, you know, just being more vulnerable, people look at you, and they feel like you're more authentic. And that just opens up, your world of experiences and sharing with others even more. So Keegan, I'd love to ask all my guests what they like to do for self-care.
1: Yeah, of course. So a couple things, um, you know, big into just physical activity. For me, that's, we've got, we're fortunate to have our daughter, Eliza, who's two now from, from IVF oh, and wow. uh, baby number two on the way in a couple of oh, weeks.
0: Congratulations. Well, oh, congratulations. Yeah, so amazing. Really,
1: but we um, just spend a lot of time, you know, walking, exploring with them. And that's a way to, to get active, to to be outside, um, really all throughout the year. And that really helps me just, just keep centered, keep, you know, kind of uh, chill out so that's a really good one I've also really took up a lot of meditation through all of this journey and and that's yeah. been helpful to just um again give some some kind of peace and quiet at a time when we know during infertility uh you know you can get into those anxious thoughts and you can feel like your mind's on the hamster wheel of what's the next treatment what's the next option what's the outcome of this going to be and like what if it doesn't work so it can very easily um become overwhelming and you can feel like you just can't stop those thoughts but for me you know meditation was hugely helpful for that and i know other people can um you know other other types of things along those lines might be helpful whether it's you know uh, prayer if that's something that's important to you or just getting out into nature sometimes that can really help you clear your mind too Or or journaling you know there's so many things you can do
0: So good. So wonderful. Well, I really enjoyed our conversation today, Keegan. Yeah. You gave us so many valuable tips. Please share with our audience where they can find you and connect with you and where they can get the book.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, the book is available on Amazon. I I really hope that you will uh, check it out. I've heard from so many men and women and couples that it's been really helpful. Um, It's not just about IVF. It's not just for men. It's something that I hope will uh, be really concrete and helpful. So you can get that on Amazon. Um, You can also find it on my website, www.theivfdad.com. And and like I said, folks who are out there, um, if you want to connect, if you if you want to, you know, Get your partner to connect with somebody who's willing to kind of help and, and chat about this please feel free to reach out that's that's what i'm here for and i know other folks like you lisa are here for in the community is to be a resource and to be supportive um, during what we know can be such a hard time so anything we can do to make that easier for you um we, that's what we're here for
0: exactly well thank you so much keegan for your willingness to do this with me i'm wishing you uh Much continued success. And I also wanna give a shout out to our audience who uh, also joined us on this live today. Thanks everyone.
1: Yeah, thanks Lisa, it was great to see you.
0: You too. Take care. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You know, it's these mindset shifts that truly make a difference. If you like this podcast, share it with someone and be sure to leave a review. Till next time, here's to dismantling you.